Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in his sermon series on 2 Peter, with this sermon entitled, Christian Growth in Faith, preached May 27, 2018. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to the second epistle of Peter, chapter 1, beginning with verse 5. Christian growth in faith. This is an impossibility for those who are not born again. St. Peter is speaking about Christian growth of people born again. St. Peter told us that we are given all things necessary for life and godliness. So we lack nothing. And I said God has given us the Holy Scriptures, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Church, and his holy ministers to preach the gospel to sinners. The Holy Spirit has given us new life through regeneration. He has given us the gift of true repentance and saving faith in Jesus Christ. So we are vitally united with Jesus by faith as branches are united to the vine to bear much fruit for God's glory. To bear fruit by the Spirit's power is our responsibility. Growth in faith is our responsibility. Fruit bearing is our responsibility. The last word of St. Peter given to us in 2 Peter 3.18 But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. John says in John 15 I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful Ephesians 2:10 says for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God has foreordained that we should do them Philippians 2, 12 and 13. Listen, therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation, meaning continue to obey. With fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you, both to will and to do according to his good pleasure. 1 Thessalonians 1.3 Listen, 
we continually remember before our god and father your work produced by faith your labor that is hard work produced by love and your endurance produced by hope in our lord jesus christ in sanctification friends learn theology in sanctification we cooperate with the holy spirit in regeneration we do not cooperate holy spirit does it unilaterally because dead people cannot do anything to be alive so in sanctification we cooperate with the holy spirit faith always works james said faith without works is dead faith true faith in jesus obeys the lord jesus saint paul speaks of obedience of faith romans 1:5 obedience hebrews 5:9 and once made perfect he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him acts 5:32 we are witnesses of these things and so is the holy spirit whom god has given to those who obey him trust and obey sir the branch without fruit is cut off and burned speaking about hell eternal hell holy spirit dwells in a true christian to govern his life as many as are being led by the spirit they they alone are the children of god galatians 5:22 and 23 but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self control hebrews 12:14 make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy without holiness no one will see the lord revelation 19:6 through 8 then i heard listen what sounded like a great multitude like the roar of rushing waters and like loud peals of thunder shouting hallelujah for our lord god almighty reigns let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory for the wedding of the lamb has come and his bride watcher has made herself ready fine linen bright and clean was given her to wear and it says fine linen stands for the righteous deeds of the saints it is given at the same time it is work done 
So Peter counsels true believers to grow up in their root of faith by bearing these seven fruits. Grow up, sir, and be mature. Hebrews 5, 13 and 14, anyone who lives on milk being still an infant is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness, but solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. St. Paul says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. We are to supply, add to faith in abundant measure in the Greek, the following seven spiritual character qualities that you may grow up and be mature. And I see your responsibility in the family of God. Not just receiving and receiving and receiving. We are to make every effort. Do our very best to cooperate with our resident boss, the Holy Spirit. His power is always available to his children to do the will of God. Friends, Christians are industrious, not lazy. It says, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Colossians 1.29 says, listen to this, and I labor, struggling with all his energy which so powerfully works in me. Holy Ghost, I believe in Holy Spirit. We are weak, but the infinite Holy Spirit who dwells in each believer is strong. He makes us strong to do all his holy will. With his mighty power, we grow in faith and add these qualities to our spiritual life that the world may know we belong to Jesus Christ. Those professors who are ungodly believe in a different Jesus, a different gospel, And a different spirit. And they are cursed. They are teaching in seminaries. They are pastoring large churches. They are cursed, sir. Galatians 1, 8 and 9. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let him be eternally condemned. As we have already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let him be eternal.
eternally condemned. So seven qualities. First, arete. What is arete? Add to your faith moral power in abundance. True believers are like Jesus who is full of moral excellence. Verse 3. He never sinned. He is just and he is righteousness. He is our righteousness. He is holy. Jesus Christ called us effectually as he called Peter. John 8.29 The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone. Why? For I always do what pleases him. First John 2.6 Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. That is obey him. Immediately, exactly, and with joy. Christians obey Jesus, our Lord. We are not like professors in seminaries and pastors in large churches. We are not antinomians. We trust and obey Jesus whom we confessed there is no other way to be happy in Jesus. The Holy Ghost power within enable us to submit to God and resist the devil, the flesh, the world. Saints of God are righteous. And they do righteousness. Second, we add to moral excellence, gnosis, plenty of knowledge, practical wisdom. Friends, we study scriptures daily to know God's will, to do God's will, to please God. We delight in God's law and we meditate on it day and night. The scripture tells us how we must live at home, at work, how we must worship in the church, how we must relate to the state. We receive knowledge from the Holy Bible. So we do not conform to the idolatry of the world. I am transformed by the renewal of our mind by the word of God. We receive knowledge from the Holy Bible. So we do not conform to the idolatry of the world. But shine as light in the world by obeying scripture. As we face every situation in life. Friends listen. We know all reality truly. As we see all things through God's word. 
we know god his creation the fall of creation god's redemption god's new creation god's judgment god's eternal life and so on and so on those who do not know the bible are truly ignorant of all realities harvard was established by god's people it became the opposite of christian faith as knowledge increases our faith increases and vice versa faith is not a leap in the dark but trust in the knowledge of god's word as we read in hebrews 11 jesus defeated the devil by obeying god's word and citing the scriptures specific scriptures in matthew 4 he cited these scriptures deuteronomy 8:16 6:16 and 6:13 Gegrapti, it is written, and I obey what is written, and I obey by the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus treasured the knowledge of Scripture in His heart. So Paul says in Colossians three sixteen, let the word of Christ. dwell in you control you richly that's why we read the bible on a daily basis number 3 add to knowledge self control encratia inner power to control pleasures self control is not the positive thinking of the world it is the holy spirit's control of the regenerate christian and so we read self control as fruit of the spirit galatians 5:23 governor felix you read trembled when paul spoke to him of righteousness self control and judgment to come because felix was an adulterer he refused to believe in jesus by this holy spirit's control we say no to sin and yes to god's will in the world when holy spirit leads he gives us inner power to submit to god and resist the devil galatians 5:16 and 17 so i say live by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh they are in conflict with each other 
St. Paul says in Titus 2, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say what, sir? No to ungodliness and worldly passions. And to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives where, sir, in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness, And to purify for himself a people that are his very own eager, zealous to do what is good. Pastors must have self-control. There are many pastors who lack self-control. Titus 1.8 says pastors must have self-control. Christians Say no to lying, sexual immorality, laziness, overeating, worldliness, and so on, and so on, by the Holy Spirit's power. Listen to what St. Paul says in 2 Timothy 3, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days, people will be lovers of themselves lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God having a form of godliness, but denying its power have nothing to do with them. 1 Timothy 4 says, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, what, sir, train yourself to be godly, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. And you read 1 Corinthians 9, 25 through 27. Paul says, I beat my body and make it. I pummel my body and make it my slave. We escape the corruption in the world caused by sinful desires by spirit. Spirit's power. And we kill sins. We don't kill our babies. We kill sins. Colossians 3, 5 through 8. Put to death. Kill. Therefore whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Sexual immorality. Impurity. And so on. Kill. 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 We say no to sin. We kill sin by Holy Ghost power. We control lust, not controlled by it. Number four, we add to self-control 
Hupomone, perseverance, endurance. Hupomone means the ability to stand under great pressure. Oh, you don't like pressure, sir? Listen, Second Corinthians 11. Are they servants of Christ? I am out of my mind to talk like this. I am more... I have worked harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the forty lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked and so on. What's your trouble, sir? What is your complaint? Murmuring and murmuring. Perseverance is the ability to stay under severe trials without murmuring but rejoicing. This is the fifth point in Reformed theology. Tulip. Total depravity, unconditional election, limited atonement, irresistible grace, and what's that? Perseverance. They always complained. Those who came out of Egypt, they were slaves, but they were always complaining. Listen to James. James chapter 1. Consider it, what's that? Pure joy. My brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops what, sir? Perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may, what, sir? Mature and become responsible people. Mature and complete, not lacking in anything. First Timothy 1.3 We continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith your labor prompted by love and now endurance produced by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to this Romans 5 3-5 not only so but we also rejoice in our what sir? Sufferings, plural, We rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces nothing else. Suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, character, hope, and so on. We endure it by the Spirit. Listen to the Hebrew writer. We wrote a book on that. What is the title? Muscular Christianity. Hebrews 12, 2 and 3. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Second Corinthians 1.9 Indeed in our hearts 
we felt the sentence of death but this happened for a purpose that we might not rely on ourselves but on God who raises the dead Romans 8:28 says we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him all things God ordains and we go through all troubles for our good no pain no gain trials are God's way to holiness Number five, add to perseverance, eusebia, which simply means good worship, acceptable worship. You can call it godliness. Good worship, sir. You shouldn't come to worship when you know you committed a sin. So we read Matthew 5, 23 and 24. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there. Don't worship in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother. Then come and offer your gift. It will be accepted. How many people come and worship? When sin is still there. We are to deal with sin before sun goes down. Quickly. The ungodly are called asabeya. Ungodly. Some people, even many evangelical leaders believe. That Jesus saves in our sins. Not from our sins. Our business is to sin. And God's business is to forgive. 1 Corinthians 6. Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were. But you were washed, you sanctified, justified. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. First Corinthians six nineteen and twenty. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. Calvin, great theologian. Calvin's motto was Coram Deo That is we are in God's presence Eusebia Is practical awareness of God's presence in every situation In our life He is in us In front of us He is behind us And he is all around us. 
Hebrews 13, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Coram Deo. Prince, Romans 8, 31, if God is for us, who can be what, sir? Against us. Number six. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. The word is Philadelphia. We belong to God's family. So we are brothers and sisters. See, we came up with the idea black church, white church, Chinese church, Indian church and all that. God has only one church. All his people belong to one church. Listen, sir. So we are brothers and sisters. We are God's inheritance, God's treasure, God's segula, God's sparkling jewels. And God paid the highest price to redeem us, the precious blood of his son. He loves us without limit. So in Christ, we love all our brothers and sisters. If we don't, we have committed a sin. First Peter 1.22 Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for your brothers, Philadelphia. Love one another deeply from the heart. First Peter 4, 8. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. First John 3, 16 through 18. Listen, because it is serious business. Brotherly love is costly, sir. It is not saying I love you. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? Dear children, let us not love with the words or tongue but with actions and in truth in this church if you have no food we will give you food if you have no shelter we will give you shelter and then we'll ask you to get some work if you can first john 4:19 and 20 we love because he first loved us Our love to God is responsive. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. Listen to this, Colossians 3.11, the family of God. Here there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, 
but Christ is all and what, sir? In all. We don't put a limit to our loving. Certain people we love, certain other people we don't. That's a sin. Christ is all and what, sir? In all. Psalm 133 says how good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. For there, there alone, the Lord bestows his blessing even life forevermore. Listen to Jesus. John 13, 34 and 35. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must. As so you must. It's not an option. So you must love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples. If you love one another. When you love God and God's people without discrimination, we fulfill the Lord's command. Ten commandments. God the Father loved us and gave his son for us. God the Son loved us and died on the cross for us. God the Holy Spirit sheds abroad in our hearts love. Romans 13.10 says, Love does not harm its neighbor, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. There should be no discrimination in God's church where Holy Spirit dwells, whose first fruit is love. And we read in Romans 2.42, they devoted themselves first Apostles doctrine Second fellowship When you come to church You want to spend time with God's people And we want to know how they are doing What their need is You communicate with your brothers and sisters And they will pray for you And they will help you I was brought up in revival and I knew what love was. My pastor was a Hindu convert and they excommunicated him. They were rich people, royal people. They excommunicated this man because he became a Christian. And a Christian judge gave him a job and arranged marriage with a Christian sister who was rich And yet he sold quite a bit of property and gave it to the church. And finally, add to brotherly kindness, love, agape. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind. And your neighbor, especially God's people, as yourself. That is the essence of the Ten Commandments. There are people, they draw a circle and they see themselves inside the circle. As for and no more. 
You are not born again, sir. Love is interested in others. A sinful man is self-centered and focused. And he uses other people for his own benefit. And we are told in Matthew 24 verse 12. Because of the increase of wickedness the love of most will grow cold. That's a condition in, in which we find ourselves. Thank God for this church. Where the Holy Spirit works. God is love in his very essence. 1 John 4, 8, whoever does not love does not know God because God is what is love. Jesus is the incarnation of perfect love. Love serves others and dies for the beloved. It is what I call, what sir? Titanic love. The husbands went down with the ship and died. That wives may live. And we find Titanic love in God triune. Love is the fulfillment of the law. Not the negation of the law. You see there are people... Seminary professors who teach ungodliness. Your job is to sin, his job is what, sir? To forgive. Friends, we love because he first loved us. Because he first loved us, his enemies, and regenerated us and gave us repentance and faith. And the Holy Spirit came and dwelt in us. Teaching us the scriptures. Empowering us to do all things God wants us to do. And the Bible says we love even our enemies. Matthew 5.44 I have written a book. What is that? The Sermon on the Mount. Wisdom of Jesus. Sir a Korean pastor, I said, who adopted the man who killed his son and he became a believer in Jesus Christ. There was a great revival in Korea. It is written up. Finally, sir, let me read to you First Corinthians 13. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. How many people keep record of wrongs and die without forgiving? Die! Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Now these three remain faith, hope, and love, but the greatest is love. First question is, are you born of God, born again? If you are not born again, you cannot grow. 
we don't believe in decisional salvation we believe in regeneration salvation because dead people cannot do anything and if you are born again you are godly you repent and you believe on a daily basis and i pray that you cry out to god and he will save you i believe in a jesus who saves his people from their sins number 2 are you a sinning believer not growing but always sinning let me tell you something if you are an elect and if you are sinning then god may even take you out of this world in first corinthians 5 and first corinthians 11 speaks about it he loves you so much he will stop you from sinning by death so my counsel is stop it repent and move on with the god and those who are growing and maturing keep doing it 30 60 100% fruitfulness i'm the vine you are the branches fruit bearing more fruit bearing and what's much. much fruit bearing for god's glory and he will give us all things necessary in holy spirit we find everything heavenly father we thank you and praise you for choosing us to salvation you will save everyone who repent and believe lord have mercy upon us and enable people to hear and pay attention to what i said lord pour out your spirit upon us all and help us to be very fruitful for the glory of god in jesus name amen grace valley christian center is committed to the unchanging truth of the holy scriptures we have been proclaiming the whole counsel of god since 1974 through our weekly worship services our website resources and our publishing ministry For more information about our church, to find more edifying sermons, or to order books by the Reverend PG Matthew, please visit our website at gracevalley.org.